Welcome along to episode 734 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, we've got Susie Quattro with new music that she's been preparing with Katie Tunstall. We'll be having a chat with Professor Sam Wass off Channel 4's The Secret Lives of Four and Five-Year-Olds about how to keep your kids entertained when out on the road. Alex O'Reilly joins us to talk about Greatest Days, which is at the Grand this week. We'll also be hearing from Teresa Bazaar as she is out on the road with her version of Dollar on the Ola Tour, which is hitting the Bilston Robin 2 venue. That's going to be worth a look. And on top of that, we're talking nutrition with Dr. James Moorhen. That's all on the way on the show this week. Welcome to the Milk Bar. 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 Teresa Bazaar joins me now for a bit of a chat ahead of a gig at the Robin 2 and with loads more going on, including loads of festivals too. Teresa, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for inviting me onto the show. And um, yeah, after decades of not doing anything, I'm kind of, I'm having a great time. I love radio. I love radio. So thanks for the opportunity. Well, good to talk to you. And it's good to actually be, be uh, talking about the music because with the events that you've done over the years, now I know there's been uh, a number of concerts here that uh, have been fun to do since the dollar days and everything else that's gone on. Yeah, give us a bit of a potted history of, of, of your favourite bits of how it started. Oh, my goodness. Well, I suppose the start was the Guys and Dolls era. Yeah. You know, there's me being asked to join a pop group when I didn't even know really what pop music was all about. I mean, you know, I was into classical music and ballet dancing. <laughs> That's me. Suddenly I'm going into pop group and, um, you know, it, there was sort of like mutterings going, what's she doing here? Because I just really, you know, I was like the odd one out. But um, I played catch up. I did. And I I, I learned um, a fantastic amount of things in the guys and dolls three years. I really did. But yeah, then Dollar follows afterwards, and that it gave you much more of a focus on your own sort of pop success there, didn't it? Yeah, and I discovered the love of pop music. I mean, I fell in love with it, hook, line, and sinker, and songwriting and the craft of production. I'm fortunate enough to work with some of the best producers on the planet, um, some some sadly not with us anymore, but mm-hmm. some absolutely alive and kicking. And uh, yeah, I just learned my craft, which is really, I think, what, that's what makes me get up in the morning with a smile, just loving music. And obviously uh, working uh, alongside David in Dollar bought uh, uh, a, a group which had something for everybody. And uh, they say, we, we just love still listening to the music today. Yeah, we, it was um, it was interesting times because people, um, we sort of got slated so much. It was like, like let's bash Dollar, you know, kind of, and be mean to us in the music press because that was a cool thing to do. Whereas secret, secretly, I think there were all these Dollar Closet Dollar fans, <laughs> a bit like ABBA in a way, not comparing us to ABBA, of course, because who I love to pieces. But, you know, people loved our music, but they didn't want to sort of say it out loud, really, because they didn't think it was cool. And it was only some brave souls that actually stood up and said, I think their records are great. And but then suddenly everything changed. I, I, I loved all that music from from way back then. And what is it you're bringing to the stage now? Because this September, uh, it is going to be an amazing night for all down at the the Robin. And uh, what have you got lined up for us? Okay, so um, at the I can't wait to get to the Robin. I mean, you know, it's just going to be such a cool night. Um, it's going to be a a, a glamorous, glittery pop party. They're my words. <laughs> um, it's going to be a celebration. It's um going back and reliving our youth um 
either wisely or unwisely. Um, and um, I'm going to be dressed in lots of sparkly stuff because I love sparkles and it happens to be quite in the moment style wise. And it's really a revisiting our memories because a lot of our memories are triggered by music. And it takes us back to a time, you know, in a place in our lives. So music can be very powerful. Um, and I think that's part of it. So it's coming on my musical journey um, in a very celebratory, celebratory and fun way. Um, so um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, uh, hopefully everyone at the end is going to be up and dancing around and just enjoying themselves. Yeah, because it is Ola Tour. I love it, the play on words that we have there. And uh, yeah, that means we, we've got to give an already one song that we're going to hear. Mirror Mirror has got to be in there too. But uh, you, you do, I mean, you enjoy the occasional cover as well, don't you? You like to be able to play around with these things as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I love the occasional cover. I just think um, when there's a song that I sort of fall in love with, uh, and then you sort of hear it a little bit differently. And I think that that shows how brilliant a song can be, that you can change it, de deconstruct it, or put it together and it comes out a little bit differently, but the song's still the same, the melodies or the lyrics the same. Um, so I think that's lots of fun. And um, for the writers, you know, as I said, for o Ola Moore with, um, you know, Vince Clark, mm -hmm. just uh, he can do no wrong in my world. Absolutely not. I mean, brilliant stuff. And uh, your voice, that song, amazing. So this works every time. But I mean, you, you, I know you'll enjoy playing the festivals, but playing somewhere like the Robin, that really gives you the chance to to make it your show, doesn't it? Yes, I so want to. I mean, I haven't I haven't done a live show and it's Teresa Bazaar's dollar. So it's like the way I maybe reinvented what I always thought I could have, should have. We could always say that about so many things in our <laughs> lives. But uh, it's... um. I just want it to be up close and personal. I just want to get to see the faces and, and and really it should be a party. You know, it's not like me up there with Stephen Fox who's singing with me and my dollar and the band, the live band, but it's more like we should all be together. And I think that's what I'm really looking forward to, the energy in the room, the space to kind of all celebrate together. And I, I like the fact that you, you've you got this how you want it, the way you want to do it, with the level of sparkle that you feel is right for it. And you've got people who say will have followed this music. And, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm what, 51 now, and I remember all of this growing up. And uh, But it's not just my age group who are, are going to be celebrating this music, is it? Because it, it has brought people along with it every step of the way. Yeah, I think it has. It would be very interesting to see um, sort of who's there. But um, as I said, so I'm 68 and when I turned 60, I think I almost developed a stutter because I was kind of going, I kind of thought, don't be shy, just say it as it is. I've never thought about lying about my age ever. Mm -hmm. And as I've gone through my 60s, I've kind of got used to it. And now, of course, thinking about stuff, I'm kind of, I'm celebrating my, my liberating kind of feeling that I can do whatever I want. And it's a celebration which you can't do when you're younger because you're so terrified. I was terrified all the time of what people might say, whereas now <laughs> I'm not scared. You know, I'm just kind of doing things the way I think they should be with the mm, incredible respect for everyone. But that's I just you know I put a lot of thought into it. But I'm not I'm not scared at all. I'm actually very courageous. I'm, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Okay, right now you're back doing this. Are we going to see music coming out with an album on the way, anything like that, or is that not how you feel you want to play it at the moment? Um, well, funnily, um, it's called synchronicity, I think, isn't it? But um, I got approached just really once I made a decision to do the tour and come back. 
which is all to do with the book that's being written as well. Mm-hmm. And one thing kind of led to another. And um, and yes, there is some new music. There's some new music that's going to come out. Um, one record to begin with, um, sort of to coincide with the tour, mini tour, as I call it. And um, and then probably more to come because that's where my heart is. I mean, I, I'm courageous now, as I said, I want to be on the stage and, and meeting people. But I also want to get back in the studio, which is kind of my comfort zone you know to be with the engineers and the producers and kind of just creating music I mean that's what makes me alive mm-hmm. the studio's been your home for decades and you've taken the the magic you've created on tour and I think that that is part of it and has it ever been a Christmas song I mean could that be something you bring your sparkle to a Christmas song oh you know that's so hard I mean all the years I remember you know the record companies scratching their heads and thinking <laughs> Would you like to do a Christmas song? And I think I always went, oh, no, thank you, because it's so predictable and, mm-hmm. and it's so hard to get it right. But, of course, when you do, I keep thinking of, I always think of Wham, you know, Last Christmas. Oh, it's yeah. probably my favourite Christmas song of all time. Mm-hmm. But um, when you get it right, it's so wonderful. But you never know. The, if and, the right um, offer was on the table. Yeah, if the right, I mean, funny enough, and I'm getting people sending me through songs and ideas and, and I'm kind of I'm just so grateful that people are interested and I'll listen to anything uh, of course I will and consider mm-hmm. anything well I, I love the fact that dear you've taken a break you're back with it you're going to be absolutely shining on stage uh the robin is going to be the place to see you uh the robin.co.uk to get your tickets 01902 40 12 11 40 one two one one that's the box office number get yourself along there come and enjoy the gig 27th of september and uh, you you were absolutely promising an amazing show and it's going to be great to have you back in the uk and doing all of this oh thank you my darling will i see you there because i'll you know i will be um hopefully coming going to see you and talk to you maybe before or after or whatever we could do anything whatever you like that would be yeah, lovely wait, wait. you want i mean wait. whatever you want to do uh, yeah, if, if you want someone to introduce you on the night i'm more than happy to come and join you that would be good fun. that'd right. be lovely we'll, we'll get really we'll, we'll get my people to talk to your people we'll sort something out meanwhile for now Teresa bizarre thank you so much for joining us i'm looking forward to seeing you in wolverhampton on the 27th of september me too and sending lots of love to your listeners and i can't wait to be back I really can't. Thank you so much. With Greatest Days at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre, we have almost a regular attendee when it comes to the shows that he's been in. We have Alexander James O'Reilly. We'll just call him Alex for now. Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm never sure whether to give you your full Instagram name, uh, your a stage name for uh, all the programmes, or just call you Alex. Since, uh, we, we see just you call me Alex. It's easy. Alex is- it's just for good old spotlight. I'm the only one with Alexander because it's a bit of energy at the end of it. So that's why I think I like my, my name. is Alexander gives that a little bit of push at the end. It's magical. <laughs> there we go. We like that. And uh, we love what you keep doing. I mean, you, you had a great time when we saw you in Hairspray and, of course, uh, in Club Tropicana as well. And uh, it, it, being a local lad, it must be really fun for you being down at the Grand once more. Oh, yeah, I absolutely love it. I think the Wolverhampton Grand is such a gorgeous theatre too. Like, looking out when you're in on the stage, it's so nice to see all the, like, the different, uh, like, the chairs, the old world, the old worldly feel of it all. I think the theatre is just lovely theatre. And the fact that it's in the Midlands, I can just nip home to my mum and dad's and get a cheeky free breakfast off them and free board. So I'm, I'm happy to always come home. Come on, and, and no overindulging. You know, you, you've been doing loads to keep yourself in shape for this role because it is the band uh, that uh, you're playing one of. Uh, looking good, playing the music of Take That and having a brilliant time in Greatest Days. 
Oh yeah, I mean, quite a lot of us boys are quite fitness freaks, mm. um, so we enjoy like a good workout together and stuff like that. But we also do love a tickle um, at the pub together, so we kind of kind of keep the banter alive. I feel like we are such a good, um, good band outside of work as well as in work. We are like more like brothers instead of um, colleagues and mates, really. Because I mean, you are playing it as the band on tour, and you say it, it, it must be a, a strange one. Because do you, do, you, do you finish the night thinking you are now in a in a five piece boy band who's taken on the world? Uh, yeah, honestly, that's what it feels like. It doesn't it doesn't feel like we're in a musical. It feels like we're actually been put together as a band, and we're we're as one little unit. It feels it does feel like such a like a brotherhood together more, and like the fact that. Everyone references us when we come out stage. Joy, but oh, it's the band, it's the band, it's the band. Like it's just, it really does feel like we're like an international superstar <laughs> mega band um, portraying this, these characters. It, it's, it's incredible. I'm having an absolute ball at the moment. Yeah, because I mean, you get the adoration from your fellow cast members on stage as well, because the 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 ladies playing uh, the the women who who grew up listening to the band first time round. Uh, I mean, they they're just loving the fact that they're seeing you in the show in the show. Yeah, there's like one concert um, scene too where we're like delivering. That's kind of the younger take that take that band boys and uh, delivering all of like uh, could it be magic. Uh, uh, all those like big, big that big number, and then the girls come on and they start screaming, and it literally feels like, like we love you, la, la, la. and it really feels like we're in this arena circumstance, and these girls are like really want to get our attention and give it um that give it that really good good time at that that feel. Now, because I mean, it's your mom's era, this music, isn't it? Really. So, uh, uh, did you get any tips off her on what the take that fans would be like for when you appear in the band? Yeah. So, my mom's a bit of a super fan, <laughs> and so it's like a fair couple of my mums. And I actually went to go see Take That the other week at Hyde Park with a couple of the mums and stuff like that. Um, and it was just the the amount of like the amount of women that were uh, like that would love to take that at this concert was amazing and they just were like saying how oh you look like this one you could look like this one you look like Howard you look like Robbie you look like honestly Mark you look like any of them and I was trying to describe to them be like it's not really we're not really any like, specific character we're just like we are we are the band and the fact that the the they loved the fact that that was a bit different and the advice was like just go for it as much as the boys do when they were younger and just have the best time possible while you're doing it yeah and i think that, that comes across in there and all the photography i've seen that runs alongside this it is a, a feel good show as you say you're not playing take that you are playing the band they are you know a whole different the, girls, group of characters. Yeah, the, the female characters references as the boys um and that just read that's what we called the whole way through so well, it, it could, I mean, it could reference that even though it's to take that music, it could reference to any like any specific band that like even in my like Nan's age, she could think of the Beatles and like anyone that's like followed a band so much and have that like love and that um, nostalgic view of it all. It kind of like seeps into every everyone's life as much as it is just the fans to take that. It seeps into other bands too. Yeah, see, I mean, but you give up some of your usual look and you go for the look of the band as well because uh, we, we're celebrating 30 years of Take That at the same time with their number one Prey. That was their first huge hit that hit the top of the chart. So you've got that going alongside it. And, and does, is the look a bit 90s too? Oh, yeah, we've got like the 90s boots. We've got the track, we've got the jeans, we've got the little vests on the go. We're just like, 
it's, it's full on 90s era wear and like the beginning of the show is prey that's the first number so we come out with a bang trying to because it's obviously uh, 30 years of enjoyment of that song and it's just everyone goes wild straight away you come out the boys we just like jump out and over there and uh, as soon as that happens the audience just absolutely go wild and they and everyone goes it's that it's on it's mental it's we love it we love it as the band we love it as a show we want people to be like as much as respectful singing along to the to the, the quiet bits when it comes to those big sections we want you to be cheery we want you to be having fun and then that audience involvement is what we want as the show goes along yeah because there are points where the audience are the audience for the band yeah Completely, that's it, that's it. There's like two big concert sections where one's where we're like the 90s take that and then there's like where it's the current day, like kind of the circus era um, tour and that was again around and we would, we'd do like a good old uh, The Flood. That's that, the second one. Okay, then favourite song from the show? My favourite show, do you know what? I have two really, that's, I know that's quite... It's allowed, it's you, we'll let you have that. Um, I love... Uh, read up my fire for mm-hmm. all reasons disco funk and soul it adds that extra bit of energy but and also in the show we're all, all us boys get to dance with the girls so that's always fun and for like emotional reasons I felt like said it all it's just a beautiful song it really looks like the words just speak so much if you really listen to them like how much you can say something and it it would be everything and it also could be nothing it just mm-hmm. really speaks to me in so much volume and the boys some of the boys that sing it the ones that take the lead vocals and that are just beautiful voices so it's very it's, it's a delight to hear every night but it's all singing it's all dancing and you know, have you been hanging out a bit with uh, with Holly your uh, fellow Midlander yes a little bit of Holly she is a right like fellow Midlander she, we're, she's just a really good person inside and out she's lovely she's fun she's so witty and uh, she's just a right laugh you just have proper fun with her all the time. But you, you guys really are enjoying being out there, being on stage, being part of the show and, and, and living it like a 90s boy band. It really feels like that every night. It, it, like the enjoyment of it, it's, ne- it's never getting old. I don't know like, what, what it is. It feels it feels fresh. It feels good. It's the choreography. The choreography is so good about our referee. Like the direction is just so fun. It's just, it's really, it. you get to feel so good as a performer portraying the tech, like the band it's just it's not getting old and it's i could do it for a long while i reckon well i dare say has it not made you tempted to look at maybe a career in the world of pop well you never know it's it sounds <laughs> it's proper it looks proper fun so hopefully we, we, there might be some people that come along and find us really good and then snap us up but you never know i would it would be great to be a pop star i think the singing the dancing and the and the 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 fan loved them as such. <laughs> yeah, well, you're feeling the love of the audience and the rest of the cast on the stage. The band are part of Greatest Days. Alex O'Reilly, thank you for joining us. Have a brilliant time. Get yourself along to the Grand. Grandtheatre.co.uk, 01902 is the box office number. Cheers. And we'll see you from the 17th. See you then. Bye, guys. There's a collaboration which I'd never have anticipated, but I'm very much looking forward to between Susie Quattro and Katie Tunstall. Susie's here to tell me what she's been up to. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. Always good to speak to you. Thank you for joining us again. It's nice to have you along and some more brand new music from you. Just can't seem to stop. Um, yeah, this just kind of happened 
as as all good things do. Uh, she was a fan of mine. I was a fan of hers, but both of us didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So I was watching a rough cut of my documentary, Susie Q. And there she was. And I went, oh, I see. So we got together. We had a meeting, uh, lunch, which turned into two remote songs being written, you know, her sending me something, me sending her something. Mm-hmm. And then we realized something was going on, you know, something <laughs> was going on. So um, we took it to the next level. I invited her to the house. She stayed over for a few days and we just connected. As you can hear, we connected. Um, similar, similar. I, I always say we're cut from the same cloth, very similar um, kind of one-offs in the industry and all that. And um, we became very uh, connected emotionally and very exposing emotionally so it, it's produced a hell of an album actually well yeah the album face to face that's uh coming out in august we have the single which is shine a light and that's a little later this month and the with putting something together like this i mean did you have expectations or were you just very pleasantly surprised about i can't say i had expectations it, it, it's it just felt correct from day one. I can't explain it any better than that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, we were talking and talking. That's the process. Once she stayed over the house, we then found our little space on the carpet in the front room <laughs> at my house, bare feet and all the songwriting paraphernalia. Around. And we started to talk and we we had a lot to say to each other about different experiences in our in our lives. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking about a particular subject, a line would stick out or a title would come out or something. And then we would know the moment to stop talking and write the song. And that was pretty much the same on every single song. We didn't engineer or manufacture anything. We just let these talks dictate what we were going to write. Mm -hmm. Because in your career, though, you'll have had times where you've had to write a song by a set date. There will have been deadlines. And that's not really your style. Your songs are organic and they grow from you, don't they? So uh, this was part of that organic usual growth. This was Susie, uh, absolutely your your finest relaxed songwriting best. That is me at my best. I, 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 um, I've never worked to a deadline. You're right on that. But what I do do is I have an antenna of being an artiste and they're always open so I can... I can write a poem at one o'clock in the morning. I can grab a guitar. I could, it's it's always there. This creativity, and and you mustn't let it go. If it's I've been in restaurants many times. All my friends will tell you this, and we'll be talking, and I'll say, "Get me a piece of pen and paper because something comes, and you got to write it down before you lose it." You know, <laughs> the most amazing songs are written on napkins. Absolutely true. <laughs> I have little bits of paper all the time. I'm, I'm always doing that because as you're talking. Something will come out. And I do tend, Katie told me that as well, and other people have told me. I've got two poetry books out. I've got six books out altogether, but two poetry. I do tend to talk poetically. What did I say the other day? Oh, you can't turn a cold, you don't turn a cold shoulder to my feelings. It's, Hello. It's, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That'll be I a can, lyric sometime, uh, won't it? I'm always saying, oh, that would make a good title or that would make a good line. So I I talk poetically and I don't know why that is. I just do. But words are pretty much my tool, I have to say. And when it comes down to the way this sounds as well, though, you've got some very special processing on there, too. I mean, this is the best sound of the best work that you you can hope for. And the, the magic that Dolby Atmos is bringing to this is going to make it even bigger than you could possibly imagine. 
this it's um the, the one thing I didn't realize until until my husband pointed it out months ago when he heard the album finished album because how I wouldn't even think of this and I don't think she did either um he, he pointed out after listening to the album the one thing that neither of us could have guessed or manufactured was the blend of the voices mm -hmm. and I don't quite know how that happened I didn't I didn't know that could happen because she's more soft singing and I'm more hard singing but somehow we we naturally leaned a little towards each other we both did it when you listen to the album you'll hear things that are more leading to me and stuff that's leading more to her and in the middle of that Katie and I've discussed that we have found something between us so it's something new that we created together with our two styles merging and that's just playing magic because like you said you can't you can't manufacture that no and so the recording technology has been absolutely brilliant for you to to bring those two sort of concoctions to life. It's like a fine cocktail, isn't it? It's exactly what you want. Sometimes you think that's not going to work, but those flavors come through. I like that. Could we see face to face too? Do you think? Um, everybody's asking that naturally. If it does what we hope it's going to do, and some gigs come, then it would be stupid not to. I'm sure she'd be up for it. And I would. We have to cross that bridge when we come to it, you know. But yeah, it, it, it's possible. Sure. Sure. And well, so it's going to be uh, a, a, one of those moments that, again, a crossover you hadn't expected. You never know, uh, a full tour might be on the back of this at some point in the not too distant future. <laughs> and that running alongside the work that you're both doing anyway means you've probably got a very busy 2023, 24, and 25. I hope so, because I like what I do. I always, I used to always say that joke that somebody's going to have to get the hook. And pull me off the stage with it. I'm I'm one of those, you know. I'm a corny old corny old performer. And I love what I do, and I'm going to do it until I can't do it anymore. It's as easy as that. Well, I say you keep doing it as long as you can because we are loving every moment of it. And mm -hmm. we've got the release on the way. Uh, you can SusieQuattro.com and KatieTunstall.com. Have you got a combined website or a social for the album? I think the record company is taking care of all that, but it's it's everywhere. You know, all the normal places you, you can see it and do watch the video because the video is very special. Okay, we will check that one out as well. But for now, Susie Quattro, thank you as ever. Have a brilliant time with this. Keep making wonderful music and I look forward to the next part and next chapter, wherever that may take you. Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you. So opportunity knocked on my door. I chose to let it in I picked my backbone off the floor Cause I had to fight to win And now this movie can begin You say I'm down to earth from what you see You say I'm normal what does that mean? Shine a light on me Shine a light on me Shine a light on me Oh, let me be there's a light in me No matter what you see Shine a light on me Oh, let me be 
57% of parents still favour the car for long-distance travel with their kids, and 41% find it difficult to keep young children entertained during a long car journey. Somebody who can tell us a bit more how to keep the kids under control is psychologist Dr. Sam Was. Good afternoon, sir. Hi, Jason. How are we going? Very good, thank you. How about you? I'm all right, Ty. Now, we, we've seen you working uh, alongside the secret life of four and five-year-olds on telly, uh, which means during that and from this research, uh, you, you'll know that they are difficult to herd, aren't they? It's like cats mm -hmm. very often. I do know that, Jason. I know that from this research, and I also know that from my own um, personal experience. We, I've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old at the moment, um, <laughs> and we've had car journeys recently that have felt like they lasted forever. Um, and it's really, really tough car journeys with young children. You know, particularly, I always think the really unfair thing with young kids is, you know, they like to move. A lot of kids, you know, have got a lot, lot of energy. Um, they're too young to follow a story. The one thing that really changes as they get older is, you know, mentally they develop the toolkit to be able to remember what's happening in a series of actions. Young kids just don't have that yet. And then the really, unfa the really unfair thing, I think, is that when they're really young, they're too, too small to look out the window. They can only just see this tiny little sliver <laughs> of the sky at the top so you're frantically trying to point out all the sheep and the cows but they can't see them because they're too small so yeah so it's no surprise that this research then conducted by Bing um, found that 41% uh, of parents find it difficult to keep young children entertained during a long car journey yeah and it, there's one thing giving them a few snacks along the way but it's other coming up with the, something that will actually entertain them because if, if you may not be capable of creating a musical number and a sing-along in the car mm. yourself but there are ways to make this happen yeah, there are definitely ways to make it happen. I think the two that I really wanted to focus on, Jason, and um, we've got some more tips about all of this and lots of resources available at the Bing app and on the Bing Bunny website. Um, but the two that I really wanted to focus on are stories. Uh, so listening to audio stories. So, so as I said already, young kids... You know, my four-year-old can can follow a story reasonably well now. My two-year-old really kind of finds it tricky. Um, 
Um, but they're absolutely essential to surviving a long car journey. And it's really something that you need to be able to work on. So, you know, young children don't necessarily immediately follow a story. But if you sit there and help them to do it, then that can really help them. So, you know, listening to an audio story, for example, you can put it on and it's definitely worth to start with, you know, pausing it, you know, repeating what's been said explaining any you know complicated words they might not have understood then when you've got to the end of the story you know you can talk about it talk about what happened and then it's definitely worth listening to exactly the same story again you know you can repeat things again and again and repetition really really helps young children with early learning mm -hmm. so if they can't follow a story don't give up straight away just come back to it and help them and help to support them and really train them at following stories because honestly believe me that's the way to make journeys. That's one of the you know biggest ways to make journeys manageable. Yeah, because it makes it more interesting and you're distracting them from the asking, are we there yet question, which really does your head in. And my know, nephew, yeah. when I when I've driven my nephew around in the car, it's been constantly why? Why 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 is yeah, the speedo yeah. showing that? Why why yeah. uh, do you need that button on the dashboard? Uh well it, uh, I, I always oh, the, I always explain no, that's that's my tactic. I never my kids never ask why questions because uh my son once asked. Like, why do I have to plug that in to make the light go on? And I actually explained to him about electricity and it being about halfway through, he got completely bored and ran off. But um, <laughs> but just to pick up on one thing, Jason, that's really important from, from um, my own research, um, and it's really supported by this research from Bing, um, is that I do a lot of research looking at kind of stress contagion, we call it. So spreading how moods spread within a family. Mm -hmm. um, and um, that's something that happens much, much more intensely in a car. So often, you know, when you're setting out on a journey, when you're going off on holiday, for example, you tend to be a bit stressed because you've been in a hurry to finish off all your work before you go. You tend to be knackered anyway, because that's why you need a holiday. And um, so you are often a bit rattier and that can really spread to your kids in the car. But it can also spread the other way. So if one member of the family is in a bad mood, then that 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 that, that bad mood can just spread itself out among, amongst the family. And those are the types of dynamics we really we, we study and we can see it happening and, and every family will just immediately recognize that this is a phenomenon. So it's about, you know, ways to diffuse that, about ways to stop that from happening. That's really, really important, I think. Yeah, and this is all about what you're listening to or watching in the car as well, because yeah. you don't want them watching something that's going to cause stress. You don't want any even mild peril, because obviously many kids shows have got some realism in there, but actually entertain them with a tale that isn't going to stress them out. Yeah, definitely. So, so again, this is something that I actually look at, look at in my research, and lots of other people have shown as well. There's this thing called the fight or flight stress mode. So, basically, our bodies kind of shift between two modes. A kind of we call it the rest and digest, where you know your heart's beating slow, uh, your body thinks you're in a safe place, so your digestion kicks in. You're basically conserve, conserving energy, and then the opposite is your fight and flight mode, which is where your body thinks you're in a situation where you're actually going to have to be doing fight or flight. So your heart starts to beat faster. You, you generate a lot of energy in your muscles and that type of thing. And there's research that for children watching TV shows, which are about characters being in imagined danger, um, they're, they're empathizing with what's happening and it actually puts their own body into fight or flight stress mode. So if you're watching those types of TV shows, then you know it can put children into fight or flight stress mode, which is exactly what you don't want in the car. So that's why you know relaxing, calming shows that feature you know real life situations, uh, real life children in real life situations. You know this is something that Bing is about. You know it's a very realistic you know everyday you know, these are real world settings are exactly what you need to keep children calm. Don't do the, you know, this character is in danger, this character is in peril, because that's going to make your car journey really tricky after the TV finishes.
Yeah, because I only think of two shows that I love, which are great for that. But you've got to have that beginning, middle, and end on a car journey. If you stop yeah. off before somebody saves the day, you've got real problems. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. That, that's absolutely true. And I think the other thing is about having something to fidget with as well. And uh, I, I love the Bing range of toys, which were alongside the stories. And you can, yeah, the kids can sit in the back with Bing and enjoy listening to the tale or, or watching the show if you've got one of those screens. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, from my perspective as a child psychologist, I think there's a massive amount of benefit in, you know, you're watching something. And I really noticed this, you know, children watch the TV show and it stimulates their imagination. And one of the ways they do it is they explore. So they'll play around an episode that's happened in the TV. So from my point of view, that's a really great thing for them to be doing. They're consolidating their learning. You know, they've just learned this new story of something that happened, you know, often in being what one of the other things I love about being is it's really around exploring different emotions that young children go through, uh, which is really, really beneficial for them to learn what these emotions are, to understand them and to be able to, to you know, talk about them. It helps you know, watching someone else experiencing an emotion helps them to understand it when they when they experience the same emotion themselves. So, you know, you've watched an episode and then you get to act it out with your little characters. You know, that's really, really great learning. So that's the type of learning I really, really encourage my own kids to do just because, you know, it's really going to help them later when it comes to learning to regulate their own emotions. Yeah, but maybe not walking, talking, being in the car, make sure it's a small one, it'd be safer. And you don't want the thing disappearing <laughs> under the seat somewhere. <laughs> Uh, might stop you seeing out of the rear view mirror that would be that would be not so good would it but the important thing is that you are keeping the kids entertained bing is a brilliant way of doing that where can we find this because you can actually stream all this as you're going along can't you yeah so there's loads of stuff so there's audio stories there's sing-along songs uh, there's also tips from me, more tips from me on managing uh, toddler car journeys all available at the bing website so bingbunny.com and i think the, the the bit that we're getting from this is you enjoy this as much as the kids don't you um, I do enjoy being and I do enjoy watching watching them. Um, I, 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 yeah. And any way to make toddler car journeys, because I don't enjoy car journeys at the moment. To be honest, <laughs> well, they say the thing is, it is about rewatching as well. And if you're not getting bored watching it again and again, you know, your kids aren't either. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that, you know, also there's a really, really strong kind of um, evidence for, you know, a lot of parents and um, are worried about their kids wanting to watch the same episode again and again. Um, and basically it's about, it's definitely something to encourage. It's about learning to follow something. You know, as I say, following stories is really challenging for a young child's brain. Um, the, you know, stuff happens, uh, their brains are much slower at digesting information. Often, you know, stories are happening at a speed that they can't quite keep up with. So just watching the same thing again and again, each time they watch it, they make a little bit more sense of it. It feels funny to us as adults because it immediately makes sense to us straight away. But kids' brains are much less inefficient, much, much messier and much less good at making making sense of things. Uh, so one thing that's really, really important is, you know, when a child has that urge to watch the same episode again and again and again, that's something that you let happen um, and you realise that it's part of their learning. So every time that they're watching the episode, their brains are gradually making more sense of it. Well, it's going to be a, a, a time of bliss in the car and not just when they're asleep. If you can bring Bing into their world. For now, Professor Samwas, thank you for joining us. Great. Thanks for having me, Jason.
Now, with a nation on a high following the Euros, the Lionesses are back in action. Their first match in the Women's World Cup is against Haiti. That takes place on the 22nd of July. To tell us more about the wonderful world of performance when it comes to these things, I have performance nutritionist Dr. James Moorhen with me. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How is the your world? And I mean, you've worked with the Lionesses. How are you expecting them to get on? I think they're going to win it. Um, you know, I, I back the team. I, I back the staff that are over there supporting them. They've got a great chef, so nutrition won't be a problem. Uh, so, so everything is there for them to go on and, and get to that final, and then it's anyone's game. Yeah, and when we're looking at uh, the the women playing football here, I mean, it, it is part of a, a big structure. The women's game has historically not had as much support as it needed. Uh, we got, going back over the decades, now we're starting to see something happen, which is absolutely brilliant. And it, when it comes down to you know, girls in general, though, when they're looking at their diets, we have to make sure that everybody is eating for the right purpose. It's, it's for, for what they are doing with their lives and their activity. And there's probably a, a lot of women and girls, uh, alongside obviously boys too, who could take a, a leaf out of the book when it comes down to the type of food that these girls are eating. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the um, one of the education pieces we, we used to use at the FA when I was there was kind of that role model behaviour and, you know, showing some of the younger girls that, might uh i mean yeah we, we we did some research with the agricultural and horticultural development board and and alarmingly what we found was that we've got quite a high percentage of girls that are restricting their eating uh they're you know deficient or they suspect that they've got deficiencies in b12 or iron deficiency and so you using the the senior players as, a, as role models for the younger girls can be can be really powerful and really effective and has really supported some of our education that we've delivered previously at the fa yeah, because I mean, when you are uh, eating whatever you're eating, I mean, I I know I tend to eat too many calories, and uh, but make sure I get my vitamins and minerals and tablet form very often. But that's not the best way of doing it, is it? We should be really looking at our foods and eating a good cross section, a rainbow of food to uh, to help us with our day to day life. Yeah, I'm grinning because you've nailed one of our kind of key concepts, which is a rainbow a day of color, and um, you know that's something that's really important to reinforce to to all people within the, within the UK and, and Europe is making sure that we're consuming a rainbow colour to get the vitamins and minerals. But look, we're, we're the only mammals that can cook, right? So it's really important that we enjoy our food and we enjoy getting in the kitchen and being creative with the food that we're consuming. And, and that's where certainly through this campaign, promoting red meat intake, dairy, um, and ensuring that we're not deficient in key vitamins and minerals like iron and calcium. It's, uh, it's really important for the, the growing and developing player. And it's important as well to, to get these from less processed sources too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I work with a fantastic chef at the moment who's, who's educating me on, on just how kind of uh, beautiful the the milk is from the uk and and the red meat that we can provide and uh serve our players that's on our doorstep and you know maximizing that and setting up good relationships with local suppliers local butchers local farms is 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 amazing i took my 15 month old daughter the other day to a farm down the road to to pick our own fruit and uh and fill up our own milk and it was a really wholesome but enjoyable experience yeah, because, I mean, this research has been done by the Agriculture and Horticulture Development Board. And this is something where, you know, we get the best produce from the UK for onto UK plates. 
and really getting the nutritional balance that we need. And as you said, it's, it is all about balance. Uh, uh, I know when, when I have a salad, I, I, I do like my lettuce. That's uh, we tick green quite easily. Uh, the cucumber comes in to help out. I'm not entirely sure what we, we, we mostly green there, but probably some peppers on the plate as well, or tomato. Again, these are all good sources of great food. Um, and then it's what you put alongside it. Now, I have to admit, I do love a nice bit of fillet steak with a salad. Yeah. Might throw some potatoes in this on the side. I possibly may fry them. But uh, overall, though, it, it, it is about getting that mix. 100%. And you, and you nailed it there. It's all about the balance. Okay. So, you know, where possible, trying to get the rainbow a day of color, a good source, good quality source of protein, um, and then uh, accompanying that with, you know, vegetable salad, but then also carbohydrates and not being scared of carbohydrates when we know that it's the carbohydrates that fuel for the energy and provide our lionesses with the energy they need to go and win a world cup. And you talk about the balance, you know, the agricultural and horticultural development board have got a great campaign launched in today called the we eat balanced campaign. And, and that's exactly what it's all about. So I would um, advise people to go and check that out on socials as well. Because mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, everybody has their choices when it comes down to to what they eat and how they eat. And nobody here is saying that if somebody has a vegetarian and vegan diet, it's wrong. It is their choice. But again, it is getting that balance and getting all that in there. And particularly within a vegetarian diet, uh, dairy is an important part of that. Yeah, and that's right. And you know, I, I've worked with vegetarian and vegan athletes, and it's just an education piece to them to remind them of. You know, if, if you aren't consuming red meat, then you're probably going to be deficient on certain things like B12 and iron. So, you know, where are we going to try and get that from from a vegetarian diet and just educating them on that strategy behind that? Um, but, you know, we've we, we saw a few years ago, you know, a bit of a, a, a trend, I guess, when certain programs were released on Netflix and people watched them and then all of a sudden everyone wanted to become a, a vegetarian. But what I quickly saw after that was that it didn't last. You know, the education was there. People realised that that balanced diet from good quality sources of protein from meat and from dairy is, is, is important for that professional athlete. Yeah, and to say it, it is, we're talking here about professional athletes and you know, the kids who are growing up, they all need to get a good balance in particular. And we shouldn't become complacent as we get older. I mean, I'm probably twice your age, but um, maybe not quite. But you, know, it, it, you still have to think about these things and make sure that you're, you're getting the right fuels for your body, whatever you're looking at. Yeah, and I think there's a really important uh, point there is that, you know, parents have, have a duty of care for their child. You know, it's, it's us that buys the food. You know, your 12 year old's not going to the supermarket to do the weekly shop. It's it's on us. And so it's really important that as parents, we're aware of this as well. And, you know, there's there's great data from colleagues of mine showing that you've got adolescent teenage uh, football players burning in excess of four and a half thousand calories a day. So, you know, that's quite an alarming number there when we think about that the adult guideline would be about two and a half thousand. So it's really important that parents are aware that these young players that want to grow develop and train and play football all the time are getting the adequate fuel to allow them to train properly but also recover and it isn't necessarily going to be your meats that are providing that because on the whole lean meat is a relatively low calorie food yeah correct and and you know a lean meat is a great provider of, of protein and, and it's protein that will support the recovery of the skeletal muscle mass when, when these young kids are running around the, the playground at lunchtime, but then they're doing two hours of football after school, 
you know we've all we've all had those sore muscles after after an event and it's exactly what these these young girls and boys will be experiencing as well so good quality red meat uh protein source is going to be just you know something that should be in the locker really give us all those details again and we can find out about this campaign yeah so on the on social media you've got the we eat balanced social media page on on instagram and then actually there's they've got some really good uh, recipes and and further information at weeatbalance.com forward slash uh, balanced diet so make sure we check those out and and look at the diet whether you are an adolescent growing up or whether you're somebody who's a little more senior in years whatever you're doing tailor your food to what you're doing and get some good advice there from the from the balance campaign yeah for sure 100 percent agree all right dr james Morhen, thank you for joining us thank you appreciate it That's your love for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 735 next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.